If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. My body feels really good. Mentally, it did a lot for me so I can just focus on the week and practice and all the little things about offense. Because usually when you get caught up in game week, your mind starts running all over the place. So I got to relax and just get my mind right and just kind of play relax and calm down and see everything good. That is Jordan Travis, quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles. He's been banged up. When you run as much as he runs at the quarterback position, you will be banged up. And uh, says he's healthy, says he's 100%. So good news for Florida State. I still think, and I'm not going to harp on it anymore, I just wish we would see Chubba Purdy a little bit more at mm-hmm. times. Over the, It doesn't have to be right now. I mean, at, at some point, I just think that's my request. Can we see a little bit more? I hope they don't get hung up at 0 for 9 and, and that whole performance for a couple of minutes. And listen, if they continue to get blown out at times, he'll probably come in there anyway. Yeah. One, because maybe Travis isn't playing well or just it's mop-up time, and so get him some reps. But I actually think he should play a little bit more significant reps um, in this kind of season. This is a try-everybody kind of season right now for the Florida State Seminoles. So, so when you say that you want to see Purdy, are you talking about that you want to see like a dual-system type of offense where he comes in for a little bit, then Travis goes out? Or are you saying that if Travis kind of struggles again, just put Purdy in and then roll with him? Yeah, i got to be real careful, right? I mean, I get it. I don't love the two-quarterback system stuff. I don't yeah. love, hey, you go in this series. and you're... But I also don't mind – listen, Jordan Travis – I don't think is the future of Florida State football at the QB position. Right? I mean, I, I don't think people are banking on Jordan Travis no, being I that think, guy. No, I think many would say Purdy's actually the future yeah, or, of Florida State. Or somebody State. else. You know, sure. who knows? But I wouldn't mind, and you got to be very careful. And I understand, it's not just easy. It's, it's, you don't just say, okay, do it right now with eight minutes to go in the second quarter. <laughs> but I think you could potentially find a series or two at the very least in a game for Purdy to get in there. And and by the way, if it happens because they're struggling and they've got no points on the board and now they're down 13 to zip and you need a little spark, well, then that's the perfect time to do it. I mm-hmm. mean, now you've got the best of both worlds. You say, well, it was in our plans to put him in sometime. Let's see if we can get something jump started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis isn't having a great day, you know. So I don't I, I don't I'm not saying it's easy. I just feel like it's a two and four Florida State team. And why not try some things? You know, it's no different than what we're looking at with the Jags in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not about this year anymore. You know, now there are some important building blocks for Norvell. It's totally different than the Marone and, and Caldwell situation. There's recruiting involved. Well, there's not only really recruiting, but I think you want to establish something if you're Mike Norvell. You want to establish a standard or at least building toward a standard. And as I will continue to say every time we talk about Florida State, I think it's two things right now. It's effort and make sure guys are playing hard for you. And also improved offense. And could part of that improved belief on offense come from Chubba Purdy is, is, I guess, my point. No, it absolutely could. But at the same time, it could regress a little bit. I mean, not to say it was his fault, the game that he came in, because like we talked about, there was a, there's a touchdown drop. There's a couple drops. So they did him zero favors and to build his confidence a little bit. But I'm saying if you do indeed have the quarterback of the future in Purdy, okay, and if you do indeed feel like Jordan Travis right now is adequate, I think you roll with Jordan Travis because it does two things. Number one, he gives you the best chance to win. And number two, um, 
you know, it helps get Purdy ready for the next year, I guess I would say. Now, this year doesn't really mean anything, but we talked about a great deal uh, when you're out where the quarterback's confidence is everything. And if you come in multiple games and you and you go over, that's going to have a little damage to your confidence. I don't care how confident you are. That's going to affect you a little bit. And I think if Purdy's indeed going to be the guy, you ease him into it. What do you, I mean, do you like Travis? I'm having a hard gauge of Travis, and here's why. I think he's done an admirable job, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh He's he's electric with his feet. He really can be. I just have a hard time this day and age finding a quarterback that's not playing for like Army or the old Georgia Tech way that can hardly that, that you just can't really. You're not going to sit there and be like, hey, this guy's going to beat with the arm too. You know, he's yeah. going to do. And again, he's been adequate at times with the arm. It's not like he can't throw, but it's almost like. You're not going to drop back 25 times and throw it against three running plays. You're going to have a balance with him of both. And, again, there's a part of that that makes your offense tick. It just doesn't feel real. Like, that's not the future of, of – that's not the quarterback position now, and Whoa. that's not what the future of the quarterback position is going to be in, in Tallahassee, in my opinion. No, I understand that. But at the same time, it just it comes down to who gives you the best shot of winning. And if that's with Jordan Travis's legs, then so be it. Um, you know, he can put the team on his back as long as he can and say, come on, guys, follow me, and I'll rush us to the end zone if I have to. Um, that's just where they're at right now. And I think that you have to take a serious look at yourselves and say, all right, is Purdy ready or not? If he's not ready or if we think, hey, you know what, maybe he just needs a little more time, then give him more time. Yes, this year doesn't mean anything, but like I said, confidence is everything in building a successful football program. Well, listen, you don't. it doesn't matter if – Again, you're not, you're not trying to get a draft pick here or anything. Wins are good. Wins sure. are good, and it doesn't matter how they look. If they want to run the wishbone to get a win, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of uh, the foundation of a culture, too. You know, If they could squeeze out five or six wins on this year somehow, I don't, I don't really see that for them right now. But if they could, well, then that would establish – that would actually feel a lot better than what people think mm-hmm. it could be. Uh, you know, I don't even think people thought they'd get the NC game, and so UNC game, and now – They've got two wins. Uh, I think some wondered if they'd be stuck on one win for quite some time this year. Mm. They've at least got two, so they could maybe check another box or two. This could be a game they could do that. Uh, so we'll see uh, what they decide to do. And again, I'm not necessarily calling for Chubb and Purdy to play. I think I'd just like to see it happen over the some course of the next month or so um, for him to get in there. And, and let's see what he is, uh, because I kind of liked what I saw despite <laughs> He's like, 0 for 9. He may send him zero favors, yeah, man. That's a hard thing to say, right? I kind of like that's what wrong. I saw. He went, yeah, 0 he went 0 for 9. Hey, that's uh, <laughs> that's all the minuses there, sir. It is what it is. Uh, Brett Martino, Austin Lane. We are the official station of the Florida State Seminoles here in Jacksonville. You can listen to the game Saturday. Uh, pre-game coverage begins at 2 o'clock. Kickoff at 4 against the Pitt Panthers. And uh, also basketball season just around the corner. Uh, Florida State basketball right here on ESPN 690. In Jacksonville. So changing lanes here a little bit, I have some giant voting news for you. Oh, you do? I do. You ready for this? So if you recall yesterday, we got into a huge debate a little bit about Patrick Mahomes and his hair. Okay? For whatever reason, out of jealousy, out of spite, you're not in to the whole Patrick Mahomes hairstyle. You're not buying it, and you shouldn't be selling it. Am I putting words in your mouth, or is that how you kind of feel about it? That's good. I don't want to misspeak. Nope, thank you. I don't want to act like fake news. Nope, that's good. Okay. We, we, we go to the polls, Brent. We go to the polls as the vote has finally ended. How long is it going to take for them to count now that they've ended? Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you in a couple seconds. Um, 160 <laughs> votes. Okay. You, you put it out there, and now you try to sabotage it because you had your own little personality to it. Stop you, the count! Hey, you, you, just couldn't, you just couldn't be you. You had to say, well, it's a bad hairstyle. Hint, hint, hint. And then now you kind of swayed the votes a little bit. 
No matter. Because in what some would call a landslide victory, 160 votes, 51% yay, 49% nay. (laughs) Popular vote, electoral college, doesn't make a difference. Everyone agrees that Patrick Mahomes, um, he's got some pretty good hair. 51% of everyone. Uh, Wait a minute now. Got some mail-in ballots coming nope, in. Sorry, sorry. Mail-in ballots. Polls are we closed. We have until tomorrow. Polls are closed. We do not have until tomorrow. Yes, All we right? do. The, and the by tribe the way, they skew for bad hair Mahomes. The, the, listen, the, the, the tribe, I know, because all your people, and I say your people, and I mean... <laughs> Old people, because let's be honest, man. That's the only thing. That's, that's why you're hating on it so much. It's because no, you're, you're too old. No, like, I'm you, not. you just don't understand, Brett. That's you're too not old, true. man. You're too old. All right. That's not true. Go ahead and get go in the corner. Eat your soft saltine cracker. Go get a Werther's original, okay? And uh, go get your, your AARP card because this isn't for you. I love it. Well, Patrick I can, I can vibe. I can vibe with some Werther's originals now. Yeah. Yeah. How good are they, man? I'd oh, say they're the best. Always every in my grandma's my, got like a never ending. They were in my grandpa's car. He always had a bag of them in his car. Where there's original like meetings that go on, like it's kind of like the Illuminati where they meet and everything. It's like, hey, be sure to give these to your grandkids because every grandparent's got one of those originals. Tell me I'm wrong. It's true. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you know, you know the other thing my grandparents always had was gumdrops. Oh, okay. Gum yeah, drops? always had gumdrops in like a candy dish. So they're like without a wrapper, just like the gum yeah. just sitting out there. <laughs> yeah, hey, for like, that ain't gonna fly these like days. Two years. That ain't gonna fly these <laughs> days, man. We used to have like these little pink candies too. Like they're like pink pink mints. I don't know what you call them, nah, but a bunch of people had those as well. <laughs> Shout out to the old Shout people. Shout out to the old people. Yeah. Hey, Weber, this is like a grand moment right now yeah. because if if there were. There's probably a few people I've worked with over the years right now that are enjoying this segment as you tell me about AARP. Oh, really? Because there's no doubt I've told them about AARP <laughs> a time or two. I'm, I'm just saying that's all it we makes sense. We might be a little bit busy right now. Sure, sure, but, sure. I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, I mean, that's the only reason why I feel like you don't like Patrick Mahomes here, just because you don't get it, man. Great, it's great like art. Great story, right? We got uh, my former boss, uh, good buddy Rich Becker up in Albany, New York, okay? And we have uh, Scott Morlock and Matt Ryan are our co-workers yeah. uh, up there at the time. And so Becker's the old guy, yeah. but he's not really old, you sure, know, sure. but he's like, I mean, shoot, at that time, he's probably my age, maybe even a little bit younger, but we're like 20, shoot, uh, let's see, 20, up for 24, 25, okay. 26. And so everybody's like low 30s, late. But one for his birthday or somewhere along the way, it might have been like his 40th, when this happened, and uh, he gets sent like to the station, all this AARP stuff. <laughs> yeah. We still don't really know exactly. I don't think we know exactly who sent it, but there's no doubt it was. So it wasn't me. Okay. Like, I didn't send it. So okay. it was either Scott Morlock or Matt Ryan. I'm yeah. assuming it was Scott Morlock. I don't I don't think maybe they have told them now. Yeah, well, yeah. Or maybe I just missed it over the years. I can't remember, but I misremembered. Uh, but yeah, the AARP thing was real. I got you. Um, even at 40 years old. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Now he's like 50 something. So he deserves the AARP. Oh, yeah, man. Great I mean, discounts. he's in the neighborhood. Great. I mean, I'm not sure what they're all about, but discounts, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, discounts. So does AAA. AAA, yeah, I know. I, I mean, mean, I got AAA. Hey, I, I had AAA in high school. Yeah, that's absolutely. Man. I, I mean, when you drive a 1979 Lincoln Continental around, like, it's going to break down. You got to have AAA. Everybody's jumped in and been like, Brent, you just teased it. We're going to have Donato's Pizza giveaway. We're talking about AARP. Oh, my bad. All right, let's do the giveaway it was a right now. We had. Sorry, uh, guys. $25 gift card to Donato's Pizza. How about caller number three, 904-362-9901. Give Stuart a buzz. 904-362-9901. 
And there you go. FSU at four. Then Otto's Pizza. You can listen to Florida State's game Saturday afternoon right here on ESPN 690. One note, by the way, we get a lot of the folks that are winning the gift cards. You got to go to the Beach Boulevard location, which is the only location in town for Donato's Pizza right now. Given the COVID stuff and not picking up at the station, I uh, go to uh, Donato's Pizza to pick up the gift card. We'll give them your name and everything else. So uh, that's uh, also that's where you'll use it. By the way, that is where you will use it. So call our number three, nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. We'll give away another one here in a little bit uh, as well. All right. Georgia, Florida week. We're on to college football. Let's We're stick on. with it for a little bit. Yeah. Still no buzz, in my opinion. Uh, still not a lot of buzz. We're working on a special, so that's creating a little bit of internal buzz for yeah. us. Uh, the work's picking up, if well, you, you want to say. And I'll tell you what we have today, a little spoiler for everybody out there. I guess a little preview. we got a very special wall that says it all, probably in the 5 o'clock hour. We're yes. going to break down that, that Florida fight, and then obviously the Wims fight as well. Um, kind of a more Florida-Georgia rivalry. So we Thank have that coming much. up as well. I like that. Yes. I, like, I was wondering if it was done or not. I didn't know, and I forgot to ask. Uh, I think it's done. Marcel said he was going to work on it, so I, I assume it's going to be done. Well, I trust Marcel him. said he was going to do it, he would do it. Exactly. Exactly. About it. Yep. Uh, so we'll break we down that. the fight coming yep. up a bit. Uh, you know what's interesting about this game? I f- this is obviously a rivalry game. Like if you think rivalries, you think Yankees, Red Sox, you think you know uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Sure. You think Army, Navy. Well, Army, Navy is a little different in this sense because I don't really ever feel like, and, and maybe there's been experiences like it doesn't get chippy in Army, Navy. It doesn't feel like right. Um. Well, see, it's kind of weird, right? Because like on the field, I'm talking. No, 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 not on the field. No, I don't think so. But like in terms of, like their fan bases, absolutely. Like go, go on Twitter and watch them go back and forth. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. No, but I'm it's, talking on the field. Yeah, I got because, you. Because like on the field here it, it, with Georgia and Florida, you can get chippy. Yeah, yeah. I just and, don't know if these are two chippy teams, and I'm saying that coming yeah. off a, a where Missouri and, and Florida actually fought a little bit. So mm-hmm. if they're gonna fight, no doubt Georgia and Florida could yeah. fight, right? But I just don't see that. I, I don't know if there's that edge to this rivalry right now, even though the game is so big. And sometimes the game is so big that you leave that stuff aside because you can't risk things like being ejected, you know, sitting out for halves, uh, 15-yard penalties. Well, let's be honest, though, too, Brent. Like, a lot of that chippiness and a lot of the the rivalry, it comes from the fans as well. Right now, I'm sure, like, fans go back and forth on social media and all that good stuff like they always do. But, like, in terms of the fans being there, like, it's not going to feel like the same thing, right? Like, we aren't there covering it right now. Like, we're not in the parking lot thinking, all right, well, it's past 5 o'clock. People have started having their cocktails. Let's not see a fight now, everybody. You know, like, there is a little bit of that. And unfortunately, this year with COVID-19, you don't get that experience. So I think overall... I don't want to say it's going to be lacking energy because let's be honest, if you really need the crowd for energy in terms of Florida Georgia weekend, then what are you doing um, as a college football player? But I think it just it takes away a little bit of the pomp and circumstance, if you will. Well, you know, you just said it. I, I still wonder about that. And and you know, for seniors and juniors and sophomores, guys that have played in this game before, and they know the atmosphere and coming over the bridge and seeing everything and feeling the hype and your heart rate gets going a little mm-hmm. bit, get some butterflies. I mean, everybody's been there in some way, shape, or form. Not to that extent. I've been there to see. That that you know playing that but people have been in those situations and you know what that feels like well you ramp that up when it's georgia florida all these people here to see us play it means so much to them there's a responsibility as a player i still wonder can you get geeked up enough without that can you get the intensity level to the point you need it or usually have in this game? I shouldn't say need it because we've seen football games. We've seen well-played games all, all season with, yeah. with limited amount of fans. I understand there's a they're a little bit more used to it. But when you see this game mm-hmm. and you amp it up, man, and you feel that buzz and you see the people and you see the uh, orange and blue and the red and black and just see of it, mm-hmm. that's a little different level now. You get on. I just don't know without that. 
if the players alone, the game alone, even though it's a top 10 game, can get it to that kind of level that we've seen it for decades and decades. Let me ask you this. Did you watch any of the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas? I did. You watched a little bit of it. Okay, now keep in mind, both teams at that moment, they they weren't undefeated. They weren't great teams. But it's still a big game. Huge. Right? It's a a huge game. Probably the biggest game in the Big 12, okay? They would claim it's the biggest one in the country. And remember how that game went down towards then, right? There's overtimes. It was an exciting game. But did you watch that game and think, like, you know, like, I mean, like, and I don't know. Like, maybe there was some kind of chippiness on the field. But overall, obviously, the lack of the crowd, and I, I didn't feel like the energy on the field, the hard hits and things like that, it just it didn't seem like the real kind of game. Well, me. they don't play defense in the Big 12, so that might be one reason That's why. Good point. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good call. Good call. <laughs> That's for you, Spencer. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, I think that you just nailed it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think partly it was because they had, they weren't as good. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and then you can almost sense that they're not as good. And when they are good, like this is this is for everything. Yeah. This is for two teams that still feel like they have a legitimate chance to win a national championship. Yeah. This is for the next step for Florida. This is for another try at it for Georgia. Yeah. Another go at it against Alabama in Atlanta. And it doesn't lock you into it, but it essentially, in my opinion, does. So I think there's more to this game. There's more on the line in this game. And I think that just will be a subconscious there Mm -hmm. that will build this game up to feel like a top 10 game. But there's a difference between this game here in town feeling like a top 10 game, which we've seen now over the last decade multiple times, and having so much on the line, which we've seen a lot because the SEC East runs through Jacksonville, and feeling it with all the people and that energy to to take it up to that you know 11 on a scale from 1 to 10. This will still be a 10 game. I just don't know if it can get to 11. I just I just don't know if you can manufacture that. Mm-hmm. If you can if if you don't feel it, can you deliver it? And I don't really think you can. And that's nobody's fault by the way. I just think that's the nature of it this year. Yeah. Uh I, I will say in that regard, this game feels like that part of it will be up to Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen. And so, sure. yeah. you know, in college sports, you can do that a little bit more. You mm-hmm. can Win one for the Gipper a little bit more. You mm-hmm. know, it, that's the way it, it can. The motivational factor in college sports is totally different than it is in professional sports. Mm-hmm. And so I think you I think Kirby's very good at this. I think he's very good at it. I think if you look at that Arkansas game to open the year, they looked like <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's bad. And the second half, bam. They said, what are, you know, he, he, he lit them up. He lit them up, right? Yeah. And so I give him credit for that second half. I feel like Mullen can do the same thing. Yeah. I think they believe in Mullen, man. Darth Vader, everything. I think they believe in it. I think people on the outside world like me are a little skeptical, like, what is he doing here? Yeah. But I think they believe in it, and that's all that matters. So I think it's going to be up to Mullen and Smart to really amp this thing up to get to that 11 on a scale to, from 1 to 10. One thing I just wanted to have a little quick hitter here, and we actually addressed this when the NFL season started. And I remember I brought this up, and we kind of agreed, like, hey, let's wait and see till it happens. Well, it's here now. COVID-19 is a big topic, right? Players are getting COVID-19 left and right. Is there a little bit of a liability with the Florida-Georgia game, where obviously the players are using the facilities, the locker rooms, all that stuff? Is there a little bit of a liability where you have to worry about if you're a Jaguars player, where it's like, hey, could I contract something? I mean, I, I get it. Every precaution will be taken. But I'm still saying, is it just a tad bit irresponsible to say, all right, well, you're going to the Jaguars stadium or you're going to TIA Bank Field, and now you're going to play the game, you're going to leave, 
I mean, is there really a responsibility there? That, let's uh, let's hit that when we come back. Yeah. Take a break, uh, and let's give away another Donato's gift card, $25 gift card right now. Uh, we just did FSU at four as well, mixing in some other college football. We'll talk more about COVID-19 and this weekend as it relates to the two games in town. Coming up next on ESPN 690, caller number four this time, 904-362-9901. Let's make Stuart work. Caller number four, 904-362-9901. $25 gift card to Donato's Pizza. We'll be back. No, it's it's there's three islands and it can be very nice and lucrative, by the way. You could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser, too. You might not have a boat to get home. Austin Lane. Well, I like that. Now. I love that analogy. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Well, it's never easy when you when you lose, you know, your top guys. And these are some top guys on defense for us. One of the things I always talk to the players about uh, in their roles and how important their roles are, that they have to be ready to step up uh, and play when called on. That is Romeo Cornell, interim coach for the Houston Texans. They will be without three linebackers in this game, including Whitney Merciless. Jacob Morton, right? He tested positive. And the other guys, because of contact tracing, were around him. Uh, Merciless and, and one other player uh, escapes me right now. But uh, they're out. And so, obviously, a bit of an advantage for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you would think. Mm-hmm. Game is still on. The earliest that they would do anything on this game in terms of a decision, like a final decision, which I'd be stunned if they even did it this at Friday. But that's the earliest that that would take place. Uh, they'll wait and see what hap- what's happening with, with Houston, how severe this gets, what's the testing look like, uh, will they be able to travel here, all those kind of things. But you raised an interesting question yep. right before the break. Congratulations, by the way, to our Donato's Pizza winners. Thanks for uh, tuning into Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I was going to say congratulations for the interesting question. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. Thank uh, you. Congratulations on that, too. Uh, thank you, man. Nice yeah. work. I have to have my props. You know how I feel, Brent. <laughs> yeah. Got to have those props. Right, congratulations. Good yeah. hair, bad hair. Pat yeah, Mahomes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, what you said, so what's happening here in Jacksonville this weekend is, is pretty significant and probably not getting enough attention. Mm-hmm. Saturday is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Just minus the largest part. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cocktails consumed at home sure. instead of downtown Jacksonville, most likely. Of course. Saturday night Come on. is Say an it. AEW event. Do you know the name of it? You know the name of it? That's okay. Pay-per-view. I don't know the name of it. Full gear. Full gear. Yes, sir. Uh, did you say we might have Tony Khan on tomorrow? I don't, hey, 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 now. I'll, I'll see what he's up to. Okay, I'll, I'll see what's going on with him. Okay, hey, d- okay. don't worry about that. I'll so take, you don't want hey, me to tease hey, that? I'll take care of it. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't like to put my friends out there like that, you know, and put them on the spot. We'll, we'll take care of it. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I don't, yeah, we're not <laughs> friends. I don't want to put them in the false light or anything. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get Tony Khan on to talk some wrestling tomorrow. Um, the We'll see. So, anyway, yeah. they have that event going on at night. Yeah. So so think about things, right? And they sometimes use some of the stadium parts. I'm not sure if they will yeah. for this, but it's a big event, pay-per-view yeah. event. It's a, it's a big event, yes. So you got that on Saturday, 3.30. 
the game ends around seven. You clear everything out of there. Oh boy, I don't know. Maybe after post game and and people hit the buses and nine o'clock ish mm-hmm. between nine and ten, they're starting already to clean up the the stands of of, of what fans are there. Mm-hmm. They're already starting to work on the field and switch around the field. Still undetermined. I I haven't dug hard enough. This shame on me. I've been saying I'm going to find this out and I haven't. Although some one person I asked, they wouldn't tell. Mm-hmm what the painting of the field will look like. And so then I didn't go to the next level yet because I'm not sure how they're going to flip that around. Can you do that? Can you flip from Saturday to Sunday, get rid of the paint of uh, Georgia and Florida and put it to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Salute the service game, by the way, on Sunday. And most of I mean, that and also, I mean, kicking the field. Listen, uh, and around NFL circles, they'll tell you like Jacksonville's field has always been a it's, it's been a prime one, right? Like you don't have to worry about slipping and things yeah, like that. Field. Like people have a, a a great feel for that field. But I wonder, I mean, you know, you play a college football game on a Saturday, can you get it ready? Like, will it be you know in the perfect condition for Sunday? Probably not. I think but. there might be a little bit of rain uh, in the forecast. I don't have concerns about the playability of the field. I okay. think that will be very good. I think they do a great job with that. Like you said, yeah. uh, I also believe at times in the past they've actually resodded the field either for this Georgia Florida game or for when the Jaguars come back and play because yeah. keep in mind this is a stretch usually the Jags would go to London they would play one home game in like a 42 day stretch mm-hmm. and you'd also have this Florida Georgia game as well so you really only have two games in like a six week span and then they'll resod the field sometimes so we've seen it done different ways haven't seen it done at least since I've been here like this mm-hmm. where you're going back to back I don't think we have at least I don't remember it like that and, I, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct uh, so I think the field will be fine. I'm just curious about the logistics of it and also, okay, what are they painting it? You know, what's that mm-hmm. going to look like? So there's that element. But the bigger news is there's a football game with a lot of football players and a, and a lot of personnel and a lot of people inside the building, which has been really shut off to everybody else by the NFL mm-hmm. throughout the course of the season. Mm-hmm. There's Tier 1 and Tier 2. Well, these folks aren't Tier 1 and Tier 2 coming in. Now, I'm sure they'll be not allowed in certain sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one good thing going on here for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars from this perspective is they have four different locker rooms down there. They yeah. just built, redid a locker room. So the Texans, the Jags, the Dogs, and the Gators will use four different locker rooms. So that's extremely beneficial mm-hmm. in this situation. Or maybe they would have to do something. If they had to share locker rooms, I wonder if they would even be able to do this with the NFL protocols that are uh, that are going on. So you have a football game, which is a big one, on Saturday. You have an AEW wrestling event, which is not in the stadium, but it's adjacent to the stadium mm-hmm. at Daly's Place. And then you turn around at 1 o'clock the next day and you play the Houston Texans, and you got another team coming in who, by the way, just shut down their facility today. <laughs> so yeah. at least it's not flipped around Saturday. I'd be more concerned maybe right now if it was Saturday, Houston and Jags, and Sunday, Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, but I do also believe that the more stringent policies, and I don't know if I'm correct on this, but I think so, the more stringent policies are for the NFL. So how will Saturday's events potentially impact Sunday mm-hmm. and the protocols the NFL has in place? It's a good question. I don't have a ton of answers for you, mm-hmm. but I think it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, and obviously I think the NFL will be keeping an eye on this too. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, Houston right now, they're going through their own thing, so... Obviously, you have to err on the side of caution right now. I just, I mean, listen, I'm sure every single initiative is going to be taken. I'm sure the, the safety is obviously the top priority, yada, yada, yada. Um, it'll probably go off without a hitch. 
But I'm just saying when you have that many people go, you know, coming and going through a stadium, and I'm not sure, and you probably have a better idea than I do. Like, I assume there's their own separate training tables as well, because you know how like that stadium set up where there's there's one training table. And I think back like when I used to play, that like the one team would use that training table to get taped up and things like that. I assume now, I think so. There's probably a separate training separate. table as well. Well, yeah, keep in mind they, they they put makeshift weight rooms down there. Yeah. They've done a lot of different things anyway. So I think so. You're I'm right. sure it's all separate. Yeah. So. Well, I guess, you know, err on the side of caution. Hopefully it works out, but it's just there's a lot going on in one weekend, man, and hopefully you don't uh, you don't pay the consequences because of that. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I'd be overly worried as a player. No. I think it's more logistical from the folks at the stadium, from the folks downtown, mm-hmm. from more the Jaguars, probably brass, because to be honest with you, nobody's going to be. Well, I guess even the Florida and Georgia folks, you wonder because – the Jags have been in the building all week. Yeah. You know, now they don't use the field as a, it's not like their practice facility. I believe they'll be mostly out of the building, like employees and everything, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's already in there will be out of there on Friday. I'm getting some more details right now, so I'll share them. But I, it's, it's really interesting. Right? This is the first time they've been tested to this degree with back to back to back events inside this, this one place mm-hmm. on a weekend. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, if it, I guess my question is, like, does anything come of this, right? Like, let's say, let's say this goes off without a hitch. Like, we're probably more than likely will go off without a hitch. So you host Florida, Georgia, big weekend, obviously. Uh, you host AEW, uh, full gear. That's huge in the wrestling community. And then you come back and you have a, a national football, uh, league game on Sunday. That's big as well. So let's say that you do these three things that go off without a hitch. I mean, I think Jacksonville has been kind of on the forefront of, you know, the, the fan experience of fans being able to watch games, uh, you know, for the Jaguars. And now you have, you know, the wrestling event and you have the college football event. Like, I, I guess my question is, does anything come from it? I mean, like, if it goes off a lot of hitches, it's like, wow, look what Jacksonville did. And, and do more people start to take note a little bit? And whatever that means, um, I guess, can positivity come from it? Yeah, well, I think so. Well, first of all, you never get patted on the back for things you do well. True. You get criticized for things that go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. seriously. No, that's I mean, true. that's just the nature of the business they all live in, the logistics yeah. folks, and it's a it's a thankless job sometimes. But if you go back to, remember the Jags were the first team to, uh, it was Kansas City, mm-hmm. and then that opening weekend yep. against Indianapolis, they were the first team to have fans. Remember the entire NFL was here basically to watch and see how they did. The Florida Gators even came, and they had other people from other places come watch. Okay, how are you going to do the mechanics of this, mm-hmm. the logistics of it? Well, we didn't get any bad report cards there, right? True. I mean, it went off pretty well. In fact, other folks started adding fans after, probably using some of the blueprint things that the Jaguars did. Mm-hmm. But that's my point. You don't get an attaboy for that, yeah. right? Only if things went that's wrong, expected you'd be you, on dead spin and pro football talk and everything. <laughs> and we'd be live down there instead of doing a show right now, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's how it works, and that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. But I think the Jags have already proven. The folks downtown at the stadium have already proven. I think it's ASM now. It's not SMG anymore. Mm-hmm. Have already proven that, hey, they do a good job with this. Mm-hmm. But a, a few details um, on uh, that, that we just got in. Uh, and it's only the second time, by the way, that the Florida-Georgia game will go into a Jags game the next time. So only the second time in the history of the Jags. Do you know when the first time was? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Asking the heavy end questions, my bad. So here are the the, the high target areas that you got to clean and be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, locker rooms, mm-hmm. even though they're separate locker rooms, you still could have traffic in there. Uh, press box and broadcast areas, uh, the concourse, of course, 
and you know from the concession stands and 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 bathrooms and and all the rest uh they will have over 400 people working overnight to clean and sanitize the station uh the stadium i'm sorry yeah 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 400 people dang how about that yeah so uh, they're it's yeoman's work yeah but it certainly looks like they're up to the the task uh you know the uh, seven the tarps that are on the first seven rows for the Jags game, remember how the NFL made that happen? Yep. That's not the case in the, in the college football world. So for a Florida-Georgia game, mm-hmm. those will be off and then put back on. Just for like the sponsorship standpoint? Yeah, or? remember those the, oh, yeah, they have yeah. sponsorships, so they'll be off. I think fan, the 19,000 will be oh, some of them some allowed of to go into those areas uh, okay. if they sell those seats. Okay. And then you put the tarps back on after for the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parking lot will be clean. We got that part, right? You figure that would be the, the case. Uh, there is no tailgating, right, in the stadium lots, but that doesn't mean some other areas around the stadium might not be used. I think tailgaters is a, an area that will be used and still is. Uh, so, uh, and here's here's some information. I don't even know if I'm supposed to share all this, but I'm doing it anyway. Oh, I like it exclusive. So, uh, Florida Georgia game logo is going to be on the 50-yard line. SEC logos on the 25s. Okay. Uh, will be painted. Uh, Jags logo on 50 and NFL logos on the 25s overnight. So okay. they'll remove that paint. Uh, I didn't get the end zone stuff. Oh, so. bro, I mean, that's the, that's the big one. Well, if they can remove that paint, I'm assuming they could uh, remove the paint of the True. end zones. So it's a lot of paint on the end zone. It's a lot of work. A lot of paint. I don't know how the removal of the paint goes. Like, what do they use? Um, like thinner? Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, how that yeah, like yeah. how that process works. I don't oh, know how yeah, quick yeah. that is. A bunch yeah. of people with bottles and nail polish remover <laughs> and a few tips, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh that's so that's that's some of the info. Cool. Right? Cool. So they're ready for it. I, like I, it. I think the big bullet point there is four hundred folks working overnight to make sure. Yeah. And so you're gonna have the the one thing about the facility down there, and again I believe it's ASM, no longer SMG. And the Jags. They've done this now for a few months where even when they were under the intense protocol, like remember when they had the practice squad guys? Sure. Go on the list. Well, they had to clean everything. They're used to cleaning everything. Yeah. Like, you know, really cleaning it. Deep cleaning it. Yeah. And so I think that's why you'll get that amount of people there uh, for overnight to, to fix it around. But again, I will say this. It's a yeoman's work now. Because you're talking about a one o'clock kick, which really means you have to have everything done by nine o'clock in the morning. For sure. And that gives you maybe 12 hours. And I doubt it. I'm being lenient with that. It's it's probably not even 12 hours to get everything flipped around for people entering the building and everything else. So those guys are the MVPs of this weekend that are getting that work done. And we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it goes well. They should do a story about them. Well, that might be on the list. Was that on the list before I brought up the the topic or not? No, it was on the list. Okay. Dang. Because I I wanted my cut. (laughs) It's It's all good. It's a deep cut, by the way. I bet it is. It's a deep cut that you get for producer idea around here. I bet it is, man. Yeah. Hardy pat on the back. You do get the attaboy for that. This is some kind of gift card for five bucks. Not even that. Not even a gift card. You're just going to give me a a like on Facebook. That's a contentious point that we don't want to get into. You can steal the election food. (laughs) Hey, I'll do that all day. I'll do that regardless. Uh, We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Still to come a little bit later on. The wall that says it all. Fight style. That's going to be fun. It's coming up on ESPN 690. Hey, I've been busy. Do we have a president yet? 
No. Is that a dangerous thing to say? No, you're fine, man. Uh, I, don't, I, been, I don't think it's been announced yet, but you have a president of the Patrick Mahomes uh, hair club, and that's me. I have been unafraid to talk politics for a couple of moments here on the show. Uh, minutes. Minutes. Not long. Huh. But once in a while. I mean, this is historic. Huh. I've got to be honest with you, okay? It's going to sound bad. Well, okay, I care from the house. I understand. Listen, okay. listen. What I, do you always tell me? If you think twice about it, maybe I know. You should. Okay, but here we go. It's here like we a go. yellow light. If you don't go, if, you, go. if you hesitate, don't go. Yeah. But you know what? Here sometimes I still go through the damn All thing. All right, well, let's go through it. You know, Hopefully, no like, cars are coming. You know, sometimes I hesitated on the bases. It's the same thing. It's like if you're going to steal, don't hesitate. If sure. you don't, if you do, don't go. Yeah. You're going to be thrown out. Yeah. Uh, once in a while, the throw got away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, here we go. We're hesitating. We're, we're stealing. Molina behind the plate right now. Best of luck to you. I understand the passion. I okay. understand the emotion. I, I don't understand the, the the polar opposite sides of how we've come to this point in our country. I don't under, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Whatever. But that's that is what it is. That's reality. Yeah. Um. So I, this is not to antagonize or anything else. This is just me watching as more of a uh, a conscientious observer. Yeah, more of an observer of this thing that that is not. I don't get emotional either way. Sure, I just don't. Okay, uh, maybe I should, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have admitted before I probably should pay attention more, no more, whatever. But I feel like that's the fault of of the candidates, our politics, and the uh, news channels sometimes as much as anything because I don't know what to pay attention to. Yeah. All right. And so somebody's gonna be like, Hey, Brent, here, go pay attention to this. Well, of course you go pay attention to this because that's what you believe in. Yeah, that's yeah. what my point is. I don't want that. Okay, I don't want to be influenced by you uh, on what to pay attention to. So anyway, uh, I've been locked in. Why not? Right. It's an historic event. Next president of the United States. Once every four years. Not emotional. I'm just locked in. And so I said this today and think about it from this. And I understand this is not where we're at. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine if we had candidates, two candidates that people like, wow, these are two great candidates. Mm -hmm. Like. This would be the most entertaining thing ever, wouldn't it? We're three days down, three days away, and these races are so close. Yeah. Like, it's well, like well, well, if you're a scoreboard watcher, yeah. you'd be like, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is like, it's like we're in the 33rd inning now. No, for sure. For you know? Sure, yeah. And it's like the bases are loaded and 3-2 pitch and two outs and... You either get out of it or you don't. I mean, that's the way it feels like for me, which I understand is the wrong way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. And there's a lot more emotion in it. Sure. But, like, if you just look at the raw numbers of, of the states that it's coming down to, it's like, how is it this close? Yeah. Like, how how do we get to a point where we have 140 million people vote? Yeah. And we can be this close. It's crazy. No, for sure. Well, so to answer your question, well, there's a couple questions there that you kind of brought up a little bit. But the first thing that, that I, you know, that I kind of garnered – um, through your dialogue here is the fact that if you had two candidates that people like, you know, that we could kind of agree upon, what would that be like? I think that it wouldn't be as talked about. Like to me, what makes this thing so monumental True. and what makes it so polarizing is the fact like there are two cliques essentially. It's like being back in high school and you have one side over here and you have one side over here. And guess what? They don't get along. So like that's to me what makes it so polarizing just because that's where the passion comes in. Because it's the passion of 
I, I agree with my guy for sure, but I disagree so much, and I can't stand this guy over there. That's where the passion comes from. You're right, and that's it, where the emotion. Yeah, the and if you yeah. take that away, I'm not sure if you have the same amount of hype. And I'm talking about this it's a, like it's like a boxing event right now. Well, but that's I don't kind of the, the way same, I'm viewing it. Yeah, and I'm not sure if the same kind of hype would be there if you take away, I guess, I don't call it the hatred, but let's call it the hatred because it is kind of what it is. So that's one thing. The, 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 the second point that I want to touch on a little bit is, Hey, let me just jump in real yeah, quick yeah, on that. On. What you're saying is 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 right. Yeah. It's the it's why I hate the Yankees. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 2003 and 2004 ALCSs are still the best thing I've ever covered in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's because well, one, I was a Red Sox fan, but I actually covered it from a Yankees perspective. Yeah. And and I tried to be as neutral, and it was still pretty awesome to cover, mm-hmm. even when the Yankees won. I, I mean, I admit that, but. The reason why that got to the intensity level it did is because the other side hated the other side. Exactly. Right? So I, I agree with that part. Yeah, yeah. So it just it begs the question, like, where we go from now, I mean, do you, if you start getting and, – and here's the whole point I guess I'm trying to say. Right? Where if you look at Joe Biden and Donald Trump right now, like from my perspective, okay, um, I look at those two individuals and I don't see a lot of in common with me. Okay, they don't look like I've said this before. They don't look like me. They don't talk like me. They don't dress like me. And that's probably a good thing, obviously. But like, I can't find <laughs> their a shoes lot of, don't have holes. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. But like, I can't find a lot of common ground with any of them. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then these people are the people that are supposed to represent me. For yes. four years. So yes. like, so when when you're a casual, um, and I don't say I'm a casual because I do follow it, and obviously I'm on a side and things like that. But I think that when when you're stuck in the middle, let's just say, and you have two choices that are, they're different in their in their beliefs and things like that, but they're kind of the side of the same coin in a little bit in some ways. Let's just say, I think it's hard for people to to rally behind anything. Because to me, what makes the difference of voting is it's the people that are on the fence, right? It's the people that are like, hey, my vote matters because I could go either way. Yes. I don't think you have a lot of that just because of the candidates. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Listen, like I said, I mean, I walk three miles each way to vote. I don't think either guy would have done that for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't have to, by the way. I mean, yeah. I chose to, but I, I just, I, I use that as an example. I don't think they would. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, where we are in politics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I give them that much credit as, yeah. as much as they probably want and, yeah. and some people give them. Uh, so it, it's wild. It, it's just, I can't get over the close nature of it. Again, 2000 was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Florida was 537 votes. I remember staying up till like four in the morning and it was too close to call and too close to call and they called it early and the network screwed up and they didn't know, by the way, until December yeah. officially that Bush had won and, and become president. Yeah. We're going to have to know earlier than that. So it's not like we haven't seen it before, but it just hasn't, it, I, I, maybe it was because I was younger yeah. that I didn't feel like it was as wild as this one. The other point I want to bring up to a little bit, you asked the question, how could it be so close, right? Like, it's crazy how different people can be so close. At the end of the day, I think about it. People live in their bubbles. And, like, while Jacksonville is a big place, there are small communities out there, too, that they're not in the big city life. You know, that's that's a difference. I live in a bubble, too. A bubble continues for an hour here on ESPN 690 Next. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 